Robots Radio presents... Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. We are back with another special bonus episode. Ba-ba-ba-bonus! Ba-ba-ba-bonus! Brad, this is actually one of the most important bonus episodes we could ever do, because do you know what today is? Uh, I don't. You don't. I know you don't. (laughs) Pay attention more, Brad. This is the Film and Whiskey 100th episode today. We hit 100 today, folks. We thought it was actually going to be Monday for uh, double indemnity, and I miscounted. So, whoops. Uh, (laughs) Today is 100 episodes. And, you know, this weekend is the 4th of July. And we thought for our 100th episode, and coming up on such a big holiday, people are going to be outdoors, they're going to be drinking, you know, all day. Why don't we do an episode where we kind of walk through what it looks like to mix a cocktail? Brad, we really don't do cocktails on this on this show very often, if ever. Um, I think this might actually be the first time we've featured a cocktail on the show. Bob, I'm so excited to get into cocktails. I mean, if there's anything better than straight whiskey, it's having whiskey with some friends as a mixer. Um, you know, honestly, one of the ways that I got into whiskey drinking in general was what like literally still to this day one of my favorite go-tos at a bar, a Jameson and ginger. Yeah. It's the easiest cocktail in the world. You mix a little bit of ginger ale with a little bit of Jameson and boom, you have an amazing drink. Absolutely. And Brad, we have people that listen to the show that aren't huge whiskey drinkers. And like you said, this is a great gateway into trying whiskey. And so today what we're going to do is we are going to break down in a very simple way how to make probably the world's most popular and famous whiskey cocktail, the old fashioned. And in order to do that, we decided to break the old fashioned down into all of its component parts. We're talking about the sugar. We're talking about, you know, the alcohol that's used. We're talking about the bitters. And in order to kind of explain how each of those components influences the cocktail, we actually reached out to a bunch of companies that are going to help us do that. So we have some simple syrups that we're going to try that are different flavors uh, than just your standard sugar and water simple syrup. We have a company that sent us what's basically a a pre-made old-fashioned in a bottle. All you have to do is add the alcohol. We're going to go into that. We have a company from Chattanooga called The Bitter Bottle that sent us a bunch of bitters to try in place of your regular Angostura bitters that you would use in a cocktail. But before we get into all that, Brad, you know, you and I were talking a few days ago about this episode, and you were asking me, like, where did the name cocktail come from? Like, why do we call them cocktails? And I was like, you know what? I I have no idea. So I looked it up and, you know, they gave the definition of a cocktail. And it basically says that a cocktail is any mixed alcoholic drink. It can be two alcohols mixed together. It can be an alcohol mixed with water or fruit or any other substance. As long as it's not just straight alcohol, it's considered a cocktail. And Brad, you are not going to believe this, but I learned I learned that the uh, what do you call it? the etymology behind the word is that back in the day, when they were selling horses, uh, like at markets and at auctions and things like that, if it wasn't a purebred horse, what they would do is they would clip the tail of the horse. It was actually a really cruel practice, but they, it was called docking it. So they would like clip the tail really short, and then it looked kind of like a rooster tail. And they called those horses cocktailed horses. And it was a way to identify that that horse was not a thoroughbred. It was a mixed horse. Yeah, absolutely. And so when they started to make these mixed drinks with alcohols and medicinal bitters and things like that in the in the 17 and 1800s, they basically started calling them cocktails because it was a way to say, like, this is not pure alcohol. This is mixed alcohol. So that's where we get the term cocktail from. I feel like this is one of those, like, PSA, the more you know moments. Yeah, it really is. I had no idea. I think it's a really cool, you know, background to it. 
But Brad, you are way more experienced at this than me because little known to Film and Whiskey Nation, you actually went to bartending school for a while, did you not? I did. I was a bartender for a while um, during my master's degree program. I worked as a chaplain and I worked as a bartender. So <laughs> take take that, the establishment. The best of both uh, worlds. It really was the best of both worlds um, in a lot of different ways. But yeah, so I, I spent some time in the mixed drink world. Lots of being a bartender is pouring beers. Uh, little little known fact, they sell a lot of beer at bars. <laughs> but I did spend a lot of time learning how to make a cocktail. And I guess I would say this. If you have ever experimented, not with making a cocktail for yourself, because that's pretty simple. But if you've ever had a large group of friends over and been like, hey, we're I'm going to make cocktails for everybody. You quickly learn the truth that all bartenders know is that bartending is a mixture of competence and efficiency. And usually the two go together. And and what I mean is you want to make something that tastes really, really good, right? But you also don't want to make something that tastes really good once. You want to make it over and over and over and over again. So the ability to be efficient with how you make your mixed drink is so important, and you want it to come out great every single time. You don't want to cut any corners, but you also want to find the fastest way to do it. Um, and so, honestly, like getting into these these syrups that are flavored, man, these are a great way. If you want to make some really interesting, fun drinks at a you know at a house party or something like that, these can be the way to go. So I think what we're going to do today, Brad, is let's talk about the old fashioned. I mean, it is the classic whiskey cocktail. I want to tell people how to build one from the ground up, like the classic way. And then as we go through the episode, we're going to introduce these new ingredients. You know, oh, let's swap out sugar for these flavored simple syrups. But before we get into those, let's kind of break down the old fashioned. Brad, I'm sure that you made tons and tons of these in your time as a bartender. What is it about the old fashioned that makes it the classic drink? Well, I think one of the beautiful things about it is that it's so simple. Um, You know, you take some simple syrup, you put it in the bottom of your glass, you uh, muddle up an orange at the bottom, you throw in some bitters on top of that, you splash your whiskey on top, you mix it a little bit, boom, you have an old-fashioned. Some people will add, like, a little bit of a mixer. They might add a little Sprite or ginger ale. Um, That's perfectly acceptable. You finish by throwing that orange rind or a whole orange on top, and bam, you have your old fashioned. It's a really easy drink to make, um, but I think the the appeal in it lies in the fact that for a lot of people, whiskey is just a little bit too powerful, right? They like the smell of it. You know, my wife always says she'll take a a nose of my whiskey and be like, "Oh, it lies," because whiskey to her smells good, and she can smell some of that caramely vanilla sweetness, but then she tastes it. And the alcohol is so forward that it just totally turns her off. So with an old-fashioned, you kind of take a bite out of the alcohol. You throw some simple syrup in there, which if anybody wants to know, simple syrup is literally just sugar water. Yeah. That's all it is. And I mean, not to interject here, but like there, simple syrup is another thing that people experiment a lot with. But the basic formula is equal parts water and sugar by volume. Yep. Uh, If you want to make what's called a rich simple syrup, you can double the sugar to the water. You know, I've seen people make brown sugar simple syrups, and we'll get into all that. But your basic recipe for simple syrup is equal parts sugar and water. You heat the water until all the sugar is dissolved, and there's your syrup. Yep, that's it. And so when you make an old-fashioned, the beautiful thing about the flavor is that you still get 
that amazing caramel vanilla notes from the bourbon, which is usually used in an old fashioned. And then you get those nice citrus notes that kind of bite at you a little bit. And then you have the little bit of clove cinnamony from the Angostura bitters. It's just a beautiful mixture of savory and sweet. It's an amazing cocktail. And if you haven't had an old fashioned, like go out and have one. They are spectacular. Absolutely. So from the ground up, here's what what we did. Uh, Brad used simple syrup. I just went ahead and used granulated sugar. And if you're just using plain sugar, you put a teaspoon of granulated sugar in the bottom of a glass with a hefty bottom on it. You add two to four dashes of bitters. Usually what people use is a brand called Angostura bitters. You can get any kind of bitters that they sell in the liquor department at your local grocery store. Uh, two dashes is kind of the standard. I went a little bit higher. I like a little bit more bite and that kind of like herbal quality that it gives. So I went with actually four dashes of bitters in most of mine. Uh, you add a little splash of water if you're using granulated sugar and you muddle that all together until you get kind of a nice paste formed at the bottom of the glass. Dump two ounces of either bourbon or rye on top of that. And then you stir it with ice and you garnish with that orange peel like Brad was talking about. It is an incredibly easy drink to make. But Brad, that is enough talking. Let's get into trying some old fashions today. Now, today we are using a bourbon and a rye that comes from the Blue Note Bourbon Company. Uh, Last season, we actually tried their small batch select. Today, we're trying what's called their juke joint bourbon. And we are also trying their river set rye. And those are going to be our bases for our old fashions. I think these are both fantastic mixing whiskeys. Uh, They have like just that nice, subtle flavor of rye, a nice, subtle flavor of bourbon. It's really good for kind of establishing a baseline. And so that's what we're going to be building with today. Brad and I have an old-fashioned made with bourbon and an old-fashioned made with rye in front of us right now. Brad, explain the difference that you're tasting in the two of them. Honestly, Bob, there's there's a lot of similarities. You know, you're using the same ingredients um, for both outside of the rye. I think that the rye, it's just a lot spicier. I notice the bitters a lot more than I do in the bourbon. Um, I, I think if you're making a rye old fashioned, you should probably go a little bit lighter on the bitters um, because you're already getting a little spicy with the whiskey. You're getting a little spicy with the Angostura. Um, so that that would be the main difference. Whereas, you know, the bourbon, man, that's just a classic. You're you're getting all of those nice citrus and savory from the bitters. And it, it's an amazing mixture. Yeah, one thing I definitely notice is that the the natural flavors in bourbon tend to amplify everything else that's sweet around it in the glass. So like my bourbon old fashioned, again, same proportions between the bourbon and rye. My bourbon old fashioned tastes like 10 times sweeter than the rye. And that just has a lot to do with the grains that are being used. You know, you have that sort of rye bready quality to the rye. And like you said, Brad, it's a little more harsh. It's a little more spicy. So it really just depends on are you the kind of person that likes a cocktail that's sweeter or are you the kind of person that wants a little bit more bite? You know, personally, I don't really go in for sweet cocktails all the time. And so the rye is doing something for me that you normally don't get with an old fashioned. Yeah, I would totally agree. The The rye is a fun twist on the old fashioned that all you have to do is switch up what whiskey you're using. You know, you don't have to change anything else. Just pour two ounces of a different type of whiskey and boom, you're good to go. I, I think that there's other whiskeys that could be good in the old fashioned. Um, I do think that Jameson is a good whiskey to use in Old Fashioned. It's so sweet and smooth and bright. Um, I think it leans more into the orange flavor when you use an Irish whiskey. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and try different whiskeys in your Old Fashioned. It's a great way to mix it up. Well, and that's exactly what we're going to do today, Brad. 
you can play around with all of the different components, even in a cocktail as simple as this. And we're going to we're going to make this our playground today. We actually have I think, Brad, you have eight old fashions over there. I have nine old fashions over here on my side. We are going to get a hammer drunk, my friend. And uh, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I will be taking small sips of each. Sure you will, Brad. I have photo (laughs) evidence of what's going on. So one of the first ways that you can play around with the components of your old-fashioned is obviously to just switch the alcohols like we've been talking about. But if you want to get even more, you know, elemental than that, the very first thing you're going to put in your glass is your sugar, if you're using granulated sugar. I've seen some people use brown sugar instead of regular sugar. I've seen people use demerara sugar, which is just basically unbleached white sugar. I've seen people use maple syrup in their old fashions. Getting into some uh, bougie yeah. <laughs> sugars here. Bob. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. If you don't want to just use regular granulated sugar, then you can play around with your simple syrups. And that's why we have these three bottles that a company called Route 23 sent to us. Route 23 makes simple syrups. That's what they do. They're located in Columbus, Ohio. You know, we Brad and I are both Buckeyes, so we are happy to be highlighting a local business here. And they sent each of us three different kinds of their flavored simple syrups. We have one that is a cherry almond, one that's a vanilla ginger, and one that is a pear rosemary. And Brad, I want to see, you know, first of all, when I just kind of take a little taste of each of these, they are, I mean, they're very, very sweet, but the flavors really come through like really, really beautifully. Yeah, Bob, I I think for me, all three of them definitely had distinct flavors. The cherry almond was good, but it it didn't really, I don't know, it didn't quite do it for me. The pear rose definitely was a unique flavor. I don't know if it's something I would want all the time, but but I did like it. Uh, The vanilla ginger, though, I I really love ginger as a flavor. Um, So that one stood out to me. I, I really liked that vanilla ginger. Yeah, one of the things I really love, and I think my favorite one of these three, Brad, is the pear rosemary. This one has a really subtle flavor. It's got this great kind of pear nectar flavor, but then you get that really kind of subtle herb underneath it as well. These retail for $10 a piece. You only use a quarter ounce in each drink, though. So, I mean, we're talking about like at least 16 drinks that you could make with this. We have little four ounce samples here Uh, on their website. They sell 200 milliliter bottles. Uh, So it's actually much bigger than this. It'd be like a six ounce bottle. So you could make what? 24 drinks. Yeah. So you're talking. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And what we did is we we made an old fashioned with each of these. So, Brad, walk us through which one do you want to start with? The one made with pear rosemary, the one made with cherry almond or the one made with vanilla ginger? Uh, Let's let's start with the cherry almond. Cherry almond is actually their best selling syrup. I asked them today and they said people seem to really love the cherry almond. So let's get into it. It is interesting. On the very opening tip, I do kind of taste, it almost tastes like a Code Red Mountain Dew (laughs) or a like a cherry cola type of, you know, like a cherry Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola. It it definitely gives you those hints, but it's not overpowering. And I I think the more I sip on this, the more I actually like how um, relaxed this cherry is. It's it's not going to knock you out of the park. Yeah, I think that the cherry is definitely the prominent note here. And so we made ours with bourbon. You could make it with rye. I do think that the bourbon kind of swallows up the the syrup a little bit because you already have some of those natural cherry and vanilla flavors with the bourbon. Uh, so it, it basically just took your old fashioned and made it a little bit sweeter even. So if you really like a sweet old fashioned, I would highly recommend the cherry almond. Brad, what do you say we move into this vanilla ginger that we made with rye? Yeah, I, I think this one, the rye is definitely coming through. You're getting a little bit of that spiciness, um, but the ginger really gives you this nice, 
pop, you know? It pops in your mouth. It's a beautiful flavor. I, I really like it. Yeah, I like this a lot because it adds that vanilla character that rye typically doesn't have. So it makes the rye taste a little more bourbony. But with the ginger, it almost adds a layer of spice. I don't know how to explain it, Brad. It almost makes it taste a little bit scotchy, which is really, yeah. really interesting. This might be the best old fashioned that we've had yet using the Root 23 vanilla ginger syrup. Yeah, I think that there's something about the ginger that once again, I, I think what I'm finding about out about these Route 23s, they're not overpowering. And I think that's the danger when you get into syrups. A lot of syrups just become overpowering and you lose all of the other elements of what an old fashioned should be. But Route 23 seems to have hit the nail on the head as far as using a quarter ounce of their product to two ounces of whiskey. And it makes a great old fashioned. It really does. The very last one we have here is the Route 23 Pear Rosemary. Let's give it a sip, Brad. See, I can definitely taste a difference between that one and the Cherry Almond because we use bourbon for both of those. This yeah. one definitely has a lot more like herbal. It, it almost yep. like it almost amps up the bitters, if that makes sense. Like it's definitely a more bitter tasting experience. Yeah, it, it it is. I will say this. I personally just don't like the flavor of pears. And so when I taste it, I go, yeah, that's a really nice pear flavor that I personally don't like. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I think about how like different people will judge, whether it's like food judging or things like that. At some point, they taste things that they don't like, but they can recognize, oh, that's a good flavor, even if I don't like that specific flavor. And that's kind of where I'm at with this one. So the reason that we're featuring Route 23 is kind of a way of sparking everybody's imagination. You can do whatever you want with simple syrups. You can add ginger. You can add fruit. You know, as long as you're straining it out, then you have a fruit-infused simple syrup. Uh, but if you don't want to do it yourself, there are places like Route 23 that are doing these incredible flavor combinations that you can purchase online. And Brad, what we're doing here today is we're giving them a full review. So I want to ask you, you know, at $10 a bottle for about a six-ounce bottle... Would you recommend these syrups? I think I would, Bob. I, I think that as, as long as you found a specific flavor that you really liked, it's totally worth it. Because this is like summer cocktail perfection. If you want to drink an old-fashioned on your porch on a hot summer day, these flavors are refreshing. They pop in your mouth. It's really interesting. Um, so just make sure you find a flavor that you like. And I'd say, yeah, totally worth it. Absolutely. They do make three other flavors, uh, two of which really aren't designed for whiskey. They're more designed for like gins and vodkas, which would be their blueberry mint and their cucumber habanero. And then they also make a maple cinnamon flavored one, which I think would have been really, really great and old fashioned as well. So check out Route 23. I would highly recommend this. You're talking about basically a quarter per drink that you're using these simple syrups for. And if it's worth it to you to have the convenience of not mixing simple syrup, then check them out. But honestly, outside of doing some really interesting, fun fruit combinations, one of the key elements of any old fashioned is the bitters. And we're really excited to get into these interesting flavored bitters that we received from the Bitter Bottle. Yeah, Brad. So the Bitter Bottle is a company based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that makes bitters. And, you know, you might be wondering, like, what are bitters? I know that they use them in cocktails, but what are they? Basically, what bitters are is they're like highly, highly concentrated alcoholic flavoring. So they take what's called neutral spirits, which is just like really, really distilled alcohol, and they add tons of aromatic, you know, herbs. They can use tree bark. They can use a ton of different things to produce a really highly concentrated infused alcohol. 
And what you do with the cocktail is you just add a couple drops of bitters, essentially, to kind of round out the flavor a little bit, to give it a little bit more of a punch, to add a little bit of something, you know, like when you swallow and you can taste, like Brad said, clove on the finish or something like that. That's definitely coming from your bitters. And the most famous bitters in the world are Angostura bitters. That's actually what Brad has been using in his old fashions. I've been using these bitters that were sent to us by the Bitter Bottle. And they actually sent us two bitters to try. The first one is their aromatic bitters, which are made with anise. So it actually has quite a bit of like a licorice kind of scent and flavor to it. It's been really, really good to add that component to the old fashioned. That's kind of the baseline one that I've been using in all of my old fashioned so far. And then secondly, they sent us a smaller bottle, which is actually their roasted dandelion root bitters. And I have no idea, Brad, what roasted dandelion root tastes like, but I have a side-by-side comparison here. You mean you don't roast, you you don't (laughs) grill your dandelion roots along with your burgers and steaks? No. Am I missing out? I think maybe I'm missing out. I think you're totally missing out. So on my, you know, my control old-fashioned that I've been using, it definitely has this great licorice scent, this great licorice taste. Brad, are you a fan of black licorice? Bob, there might be nothing I despise more in this world outside of black licorice. So I, I'll just be yeah. totally honest that I am very biased going into that. So take that into account with what I say. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's the thing is like, not everybody is into anise. I do think it adds a really good component to a cocktail. Like it doesn't make the cocktail taste like licorice, but it adds some of that sort of, you know, that that great spiciness underneath the regular flavors of the cocktail. The one that I used the roasted dandelion root in it has more of almost like a a toasted oat, uh, malted barley kind of scent to it. It really does kind of smell like toasted grains, and it adds almost like a uh, like a breakfast cereal kind of scent to your old fashioned. It definitely complements the bourbon more than the rye. I think it really really helps to round things out. Brad, have you ever experimented with different flavors of bitters before? I have never tried any different bitters. I, I usually have only used Angostura. Um, or there, there's a few like off-brand Angostura that you might use at the bar, but but Angostura is pretty much it, man. Yeah, Angostura definitely is the most famous one. There's there's another one called Peychaud's Bitters, which is used in a lot of drinks kind of like down in the south, like on the bayou. Uh, there's a few specific cocktails that use those bitters. But these are fantastic, Brad, and they sell them in four-ounce bottles. Uh, they cost $25 a piece. Here's the thing, though. Bitters are not cheap. Like, if you go to the liquor store and you try to pick up a bottle of Angostura bitters, it's probably going to cost you about somewhere between $15 and $18. So here you've got one that's that's $25, but it's a completely different flavor. It's made, You can see the ingredients list on their website online. Everything is organic. Uh, they try their hardest to keep everything sourced within Chattanooga where they are. And actually, the, the whiskey that they use as their alcohol base is Chattanooga whiskey, which we've reviewed on this podcast before. So I really, really love the bitter bottle. If you are looking for a really interesting kind of unique flavored bitters to kick things up a notch with your cocktails, I would highly recommend checking out the bitter bottle. But honestly, Bob, there there is a certain point in your house party where you, you might be, you know, winding down at your derby party and you're starting to think to yourself, man, like I have mixed 87 drinks. If I have to mix one more drink, I'm going to wring my friend's neck. And, and when it comes to that point, you know, you're you're feeling a little warm and fuzzy yourself. You don't feel like making another mixed drink. Oftentimes, there's a lot of companies that have syrups out there 
that do the mixing for you. You literally just have to mix the syrup in with some whiskey and boom, you have a mixed drink. It cuts your prep time down in more than half. It's one of the easiest ways to make a drink and we have been lucky enough that Proof Syrups sent us a few of their samples and I'm really excited to try them with you, Bob. Yeah, so Proof Syrups were actually developed by a group of bartenders in Decatur, Georgia, and they wanted to be able to send their patrons home with everything they needed to make themselves an old-fashioned or some other sort of cocktail. And so they sent us three different kinds of their syrups to try. The first one is an old-fashioned flavor. The second one is maple bacon. And the third one is pecan. And we're going to try all three of them here with our old-fashioned. So basically what we're doing is we're just swapping out our sugar or our simple syrup and our bitters with this. And it's literally just a half ounce of this syrup with two ounces of your preferred whiskey. So rye or bourbon. Brad, let's get into trying these proof syrups. Well, Bob, I'm already a little bit ahead of you. I've tried the proof just regular old fashioned. And I'll tell you what, man, I would not if somebody served that to me in like in an opaque glass that I couldn't see if there was a garnish or what happened. I would believe that that was just a normal old-fashioned. The bitter flavor is just right. That orange citrusy notes are are just there. This is a really good old-fashioned that all I had to do was pour an ounce and a half of this syrup, two ounces of my whiskey, boom, I was set. So I'll say this, Brad. I'm, a li- I'm in a little bit different spot than you are. I think this is a really good mixer. I think that for me, like there's not quite enough of a bitters flavor to this. I'd like a little bit more there. It's very sweet. But the thing that I love about this is that they leaned into the orange flavor. Like this definitely has some great orange flavoring to it. Um, I would probably recommend either uh, adding a dash of bitters or adding maybe like a quarter ounce more bourbon or rye. For me, it's just a little bit sweet. But you're right, Brad. Like, if somebody served this to me at a restaurant, I would think that this was just mixed by hand like a regular old-fashioned. And literally all we did was half ounce of this, two ounces of whiskey. We made this one with bourbon. There's a tremendous amount of flavor in this, and it doesn't taste artificial. And I think that's the thing that really is the key here. It's not just like a super sweet, high-fructose corn syrup tasting syrup. It tastes like it has all the components of an old fashioned in it. Right, Bob. And that's the big fear, right? The big fear is that, oh, this is going to taste processed. It's not going to taste fresh. I'm not going to taste a fresh orange in there. And it's going to be subpar because of that. And honestly, that's a worry that I have. I don't want to drink a subpar old fashioned. I want to drink something that's really good. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, Bob, this proof is really good. Yeah, it really is, Brad. So what do you say we keep it rolling here with the pecan flavored? Now, when they contacted us and said they were going to send us a bottle of each, the pecan is the one that really stood out to me. Pecan pie is my favorite kind of pie. It is just sugar on sugar. Like when I want to go sweet, I go overboard. And so I'm like, man, a pecan old fashioned. That sounds incredible. Uh, so, Brad, we, we mixed this one with bourbon. What are you picking up on this pecan flavored proof syrups old fashioned? Huh. It's interesting. Um I think it just tastes a little bit sweeter than the last one. Yeah. I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm not picking up any specific pecan flavors. No. Like, if you hadn't told me this came out of a bottle labeled pecan, like, I would not have picked that up at all. There's there's not enough of that sort of nutty flavor to it. There's a really great liqueur 
uh, called Rivulet that is pecan flavored. And it is the most delicious thing I've ever drank in my entire life. And I was kind of hoping this would be a little bit more like that. Um, this one lacks the orange flavor of the original. Yeah. And I have to say, like, it, it's definitely a step down from the original traditional old fashioned flavor. Yeah, Bob, I, I totally agree. It It honestly, to me, doesn't taste like an old fashioned. I think that it's missing out on those orange notes, and it's also missing out on the pecan notes that it promises. It's a little bit of a letdown. For sure. Well, that brings us to the maple bacon one. And this is one that I actually asked Brad if we could mix with rye, because um, there's a great company called Whistle Pig that makes rides. And I saw recently somebody on Instagram did a store pick where they picked a barrel that reminded them of like a maple bacon flavor. And so I was thinking, oh, man, maple bacon proof with rye would be a fantastic old fashioned. So Brad, I'm really interested to hear what you think. Does adding it to the rye do anything specific for you? And also like, do you taste the maple bacon sort of flavoring here? Man, I I get a little bit of the maple flavor. Like it it definitely has a little bit of like a maple breakfast syrup flavor to it. I'm not getting any bacon flavor in there, Bob. I'm not either. And like I've seen them, you know, Proof's Instagram account, like they make drinks with like a piece of bacon sticking out of the glass. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that would infuse it a little bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was really hoping for a little bit of that sort of great salty saline goodness in this. And I'm not really getting much of it. And it may be because we switched to rye for this one. It might be better with bourbon. But I actually just went back and forth between the maple bacon and the pecan again. And I can say definitively, like after sipping the maple bacon, I can taste the pecan a lot more in that one than I can the the bacon flavor in the maple bacon. Yeah, I, I would agree. The pecan is a little bit more obvious, but I would still just say it doesn't even taste like pecan to me. It just kind of tastes generally a little bit nutty, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not getting a lot of pecan flavor. Um, so I guess like my overall thoughts, the the proofs regular old fashioned is really good. I I really really like it. The pecan and the bacon. Maybe if you're mixing your bacon one with a piece of bacon, go for it. But unfortunately, I I just have to say that the the other flavors aren't popping enough for me. Um, not quite in the way that the root twenty three did. Now, I will say the great thing about Proof is that just like Route 23, they're using all natural flavors here. I mean, their ingredients list is literally water, cane sugar, lemon oil, orange oil, and bitters. And it says right on there, like, when you crack this open, put it in the refrigerator because everything's perishable. And I like seeing that because it means they're not pumping it full of a bunch of preservatives, right? Each one of these bottles that was sent to us is 16 ounces. These are like hefty bottles. They make 32 drinks apiece. And they sent all three of them to both me and Brad. So they sent us six bottles of Proof Syrup. They retail for $30 a piece. So we want to say, first of all, thank you to Proof for sending us $180 worth of product. Like, this is an insane amount of product. I can say definitively, I will be using all three of these bottles to mix drinks when friends come over to my house. I think it is totally worth, like, when you see a $30 price tag... You might be a little bit daunted by it, but the fact that these are 16 ounces and you only use a half ounce in each drink means you're getting 32 beverages worth out of your $30 investment. So for less than a dollar, you don't have to mix any beverages. You literally just dump whiskey on top of it and it's done. So I think the convenience factor, Brad, actually makes this worth it, especially if you're getting the traditional old fashioned flavor. 
Yeah, I would 100% buy that traditional old fashioned. And that is what I would use to make my old fashions. I might still put a little bit of an orange garnish on top to make it look fancy and make it look like I put a lot of time into it. But really, it doesn't take that much time to chop up an orange into, <laughs> into slices and throw it in there. So 100% recommend the proof. If you really love the old fashioned flavor, go ahead and try the bacon, try the pecan. But overall, proof is putting out a really great product. I'm so thankful that they sent this to us. It's really fun to be able to just boom, whiskey, boom, proof, done. That's it. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it. If you were if you were serving a ton of guests, you could literally just get a big bowl or a big pitcher and dump one bottle of proof and a handle of bourbon on top of it, and you would have 32 pre-mixed beverages ready to go. It could not get any easier. And I think that's what I really like about this. This episode today, Brad, you know, we tried to break down what it looks like to make an old-fashioned for yourself. And then, you know, for people who want to get more adventurous, maybe try some different flavored simple syrups from Route 23. Maybe if you really want to get nuanced with the flavors you're trying, try a different bitters from the bitter bottle. But hey, if you have to serve a lot of people or if it's just the end of the night and you don't feel like mixing anything, you could also go this route and just use proof syrups. And I think that it it delivers an old fashioned that is absolutely just as good as one that you could mix yourself by hand. Bob, you want to know what route I usually go at the end of the party? <laughs> Beer. Here's here's some straight whiskey. Drink it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Brad, I hope that you have enjoyed drinking through all of these old fashions with me. I hope this was informative to our listeners. I hope that everybody has a really pleasant and celebratory 4th of July. And, you know, honestly, if you can find some proof syrups around you, you could be making these for your whole party for your 4th of July outdoor, you know, cookout. And and your guests will be impressed. So, yeah, go check them out, guys. Have a wonderful 4th of July Um, I know it's a little bit different. I know around me, people aren't doing fireworks shows and stuff like that. Um, But the important thing with these big, you know, national holidays is be with family, love on love on the people that matter most to you. And honestly, go enjoy a good cocktail with them. Brad, this was so much fun. We got to get some cocktails on this show more often, I think. And for the Film and Whiskey podcast, I'm Bob Book. I'm Brad G. And we'll see you next time. everybody. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, then you know that I am a huge nerd when it comes to movies. But the question is, what are you nerdy about? What is a thing that makes you nerd out more than anything? Is it video games? Is it D&D like Brad? We know you have something in your life that you like to be nerdy about. And for the inner nerd in all of us, there is a place called Loot Crate. It's a subscription service that sends all kinds of different bundles directly to your door with different kinds of themes. If you're a fan of the Robots Radio Network, you may want an Elder Scrolls-themed box. You may want a Fallout box, a Marvel box. There's gaming, there's anime, there's tons of different subscription themes that you can sign up for at Loot Crate. The great part about a Loot Crate box is that they try to give you a variety of things each month that actually have more value in the box than what you would get buying each thing separately. And the best part is that we, as a part of the Robots Radio Network, are excited to be able to offer you a 15% off your first order with Loot Crate If you're interested in checking out Loot Crate, make sure you use the link in our show notes. 
go to the episode that we're listening, the show notes there, and click the exclusive link that we have there. And make sure you enter the code ROBOTSRADIO at checkout. You have to do both things. Click the link and enter the code ROBOTSRADIO for 15% off your first purchase from Loot Crate.